Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy Wednesday, my beautiful Busy Mumsies. Ash here. I hope you're doing fantastic. I'm doing good. I've survived our summer trip. We're back in Uganda. I'm good. I I, I questioned things on the return on that travel back, but... We made it, we survived, and we are back into a better sleep pattern. Well, enough about that. Today, I am so thrilled to welcome Sophie Elgort on for a busy mumsy chat. Sophie is a fashion and portrait photographer born and raised in my favorite place in the whole wide world. Yes, that's right. Not Uganda, New York City. (laughs) Her work has been featured internationally in magazines including Vogue, Elle, Rolling Stone, Glamour, Paper Magazine, Teen Vogue, The Financial Times, the list goes on and on. And the brands that she has worked with, like Adidas, Alice and Olivia, Bloomingdale's. Again, it just it is so unbelievably impressive how beautiful her work is. So please go to her Instagram account. Please follow. All the information is in the show notes, but how creative she is. Um, But she comes from a very creative family and she's got an amazing mentor, that being her father, who's also very well-known photographer. Sophie was named Forbes 30 Under 30 in the art and style category in 2016. Alongside her photography, she also contributes to a variety of media outlets as a, as a photography and fashion expert, both on air and online. Well, you know what? I need a lot of fashion help. So perhaps she can give me, you know, some tips and tricks that she can share with obviously not only me, but with you too. So, you know. We should definitely ask. Sophie is also the founder of Through Our Lens, a nonprofit that provides life-changing access and significant mentorship to teen girls through photography with the goal of more inclusion and diversity in the fashion industry. She is busy. She's a mama bear to three. How is she doing it all? I can't wait to find out. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Well, Sophie Elgert, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I have to ask, is this your first parenting podcast, Sophie? So, okay. No, no, because my friend Stacey Eagle and her co-host Michelle Park were doing a podcast for a while called Moms Got This. Okay. They had me on that like shortly after I had my first child, which was like five years ago. So they had me on that. And then it was interesting because Michelle Park ended up then sort of taking a maternity leave for her second child. And so I was like their fill in co-host 
while she was on maternity leave. So I like recorded episodes and stayed and we interviewed other moms. So I, I had a, a little bit, but like, it was like a little bit of a different, you know, and it was in person at the time. Uh, I mean, I, I, I so, wish, yeah. you know, you know, Sophia, if, if I had the funds, I would fly you from the Hamptons oh to Uganda. Yes. And we would just have a, a, a good old fun time chit-chatting and, yeah, and drinking yeah. wine. And th th that's the dream, right? That's but awesome. unfortunately, I, I, I sit in my closet office here in Uganda. Love of it. all places. Yeah. And I'm doing a podcast. Great. Well, you, you look good. I mean, you're making the closet work. So I'm making the closet work. This is what we do. Well, Sophie, you have quite the background and you have quite just the family background of fashion and portrait photography. Your Instagram is stunning. Your your website, I mean, all, all the things I could sit here for hours on end and just praise and praise and praise everything that you have done. And before we even started recording, just saying to you, your father, what a mentor to have and to grow up under to see what he had established as well. It's phenomenal. But back to you, more importantly, you definitely have a very unique perspective and a creative mind, right? And that's what you've been working on in this world behind the lens. But then, like you said, you know, you splash one kid in, you splash another kid in, and then you got another one. So you got three kids, five, three kids under five. Am I yeah. right in saying that? Three kids five. under five. Yowzers. And, and I will never now complain about my one three-year-old. How has motherhood influenced your approach now to photography and your creative mind because I'm not gonna lie not gonna lie Sophie I'm still looking for my mind at times I'm like ah toddler what am I supposed to do today so how are you still being able to keep that creative mind behind the lens I mean it's it's really hard sometimes because as you said like sometimes there's just so much brain fog like to go along with everything that's happening. And so, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, to be honest, I'm like, oh, I wish I had taken pictures of that, or I wish I had like done more when we went to this place or whatever, like say we're, I'm going somewhere with family and we're, we're like going to the beach. I'm like, how did I not get all these great shots out of the day? And I'm like, so, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's because I, I literally did not have a free moment. Like I had, like I was schlepping things. I had kids all over me and I, you know, I was like, I may have had my camera there with me, but I just didn't have a chance. And, you know, I'm always kind of like regretful. And even like, sometimes I feel guilty and like, oh, I got to do better. I have to like create more and whatever. But I do think it's like, sometimes if you're, if you're not like, if your head is not there, it's like really hard to like make the space to create, which sounds so sort of, it sounds a little silly because like, why do you have to make space to create? But I sometimes do think it does take like some energy um, and like focus to kind of like clear your mind and like, and, you know, create something. Of course, there's like often the snapshot here and there, which you can get and like, you're so lucky it's one shot. And like, that was the shot. But, you know, even to like, think about like getting, like taking that shot when you have children all over you, it's just sometimes hard. But no, that, that even goes to say, like, I, I've had doctors on here and, and I, I asked them like, well, you've got children running around and you're a therapist or it, how do you disconnect the therapist brain? How do you disconnect the photographer brain to be a present parent? Like there's right. a huge switch right. off. And I think you're so fair in saying like you, 
you have to switch on to be creative because that's your outlet and that's your like your unique perspective of life and the world and how you see it. So there has to be like this, okay, I switch off, I'm mom hat. I switch back on, I am the photographer artist hat, right? But it is interesting because it's like, I feel like my type of photography, it's like, it doesn't stop after like a shoot ends. You know what I mean? Like so much of my work, I feel like is more like snapshot sort of personal work where like I get some of my favorite pictures not during a shoot, you know? So it's it's sort of those moments that you know you can get great pictures and you can't really switch off and on the you can't ever switch on and off the mom thing. I mean, that's always present. Right. So it's, but it's like the creativity is like, you don't want to switch that off because like, at least for me, that's sometimes when I get my best, my best work is when I'm not on a project. So it's really a balance, but I guess, but you're right. Cause then sometimes it's like at the end of the day, it's like, if I've been working all day and I come home, I really have to be like, okay, now I'm, now I'm present at home. Like I put my phone down and I'm, present you know because it's so easy to sort of get lost in in your email or your responding to texts or whatever and then it's it's always like a scary thing when then you see like your nine-month-old baby like really wants to like grab your phone because like they see everyone else on their phone and so they think it's like something really exciting and special and you're like oh god you know Sophie, I, I just discovered, I watched it today. My daughter knows how to swipe oh. up and swipe. And yeah. so I, listen, we, we actually just got back recently. We did um, a beautiful trip to the States to just visit family and friends. And it was great to switch off. And of course I was like with my phone, I, I, I was playing photographer, not, not even like a drop in the back near your caliber, but there I am on my, my iPhone you know, doing my magic. And I was like, I was trying to be as present and everything as possible, but she also, she had the iPad a lot. And on the journey back, it was awful and just awful. That's all I could say is it was awful. But and she had the iPad so much that since we've been back, she's had no TV. She's had no iPad. There's no sort of Coco Melon Gabby dollhouse, none of it is happening in the house. And felt like it was just becoming too present. Too, too yeah. much. Yeah. Too, too much. And I've have I was talking to my husband about this, and he was like, Well, how do you feel it's going? Like, do you feel that there's a difference? And I go, Yes, except today she she grabbed my phone and was swiping. Mm -hmm. And that freaked me out. Like it just freaked me out. Like, yeah. why does a three-year-old know to take a phone and start scrolling and swiping? And he, they see everybody doing it. And like, that's what I'm realizing. It's like, so it's, it's hard because, you know, you think, okay, well, I can, I can be off of my computer at the end of the day, you know, like at the end of the day at six o'clock, we usually have our nanny leave and I sort of, then I take over and then my husband gets home like around seven or sort of finishes up around seven, seven ish, seven thirty. But, you know, sometimes I think, okay, well, if I'm not quite done with something on my computer, like I, I can kind of like finish up a few things on my phone. Right. But then that's why they see, that's why they get the habit, right. They like see us on their phone, on our phones. And so my daughter who's now five will be like, well, can I have a tablet? And I'm like, no way. And she's like, but everyone, but you guys have a, you know, you guys have it. 
-hmm. And so it, you know, it is like such a, it's a hard balance because like you don't want to sort of seclude yourself in the other room to do work, but at the same time, you know, how, how great is it for them to like see, you know, you with like a phone in front of your face, even if you are, you know, finishing off an email. So it's a wild, wild world. So with three kids, a five-year-old and is it a three-year-old and a nine month? So I have a, yeah, a five-year-old, a almost three-year-old. So he's not three yet. Um, okay. He'll be three in September and then a nine month old. A nine month old. How has your parenting changed throughout the years juggling and then like knowing what you know throughout those milestones for each child or are they all just completely different and it was just like confetti being blown out of a cannon each time I mean I think they were all born at really different times you know like my first was born in 2018 so and she was she was our only one so like I'm I mean I think my husband and I are both like pretty relaxed in general like even with first child I was never one of those people that was like I have to have everything done and like I have this plan and I this and this I was kind of just like okay, I'm going to have a baby. Like, yeah, at some point, like maybe I'll put together a nursery and like, maybe we'll get some stuff, but I wasn't worried about it. And I knew we were going to get along, Sophie. I knew we were going to get along. This is I great. Was like, <laughs> about it. You know, it's always harder with the first. I think, I think the first is the hardest. Cause first of all, you're going from, from no kids to, you know, a kid. So your, your life is completely changed. Um, like I think the people who say from one to two is the hardest. I think that's nuts because it's like, you're completely changing your life from zero to one. It's you know, invention. So I think that's always a hard thing. But with one, you know, you can still sort of like bring them everywhere. Like I would still meet up with all my friends and like bring her and just bring her along or people were really good about it and sort of liked having her there. But, you know, I think then with my second, he was born in uh, September, 2020, which was like, you know, you couldn't see anyone. Right. It like there, I don't even think there was like vaccines available yet. Um, so it was like really a strange time. And I was fortunate to have a lot of my extended family around. And so we were all sort of like, you know, I still had people around. So it wasn't like we were isolated. I mean, if anything, it was like a little bit nutty because we were living with like 11 people. So, you know, every dinner, every breakfast, like everything was a production. So I think, you know, that was a whole different time as well, because it was, you know, he, I couldn't bring him everywhere with friends, but at the same time, he did grow up in sort of like a very sort of a larger immediate family. And so did my, mm -hmm. my daughter who at the time was two, and that was really her formative years. And everyone, when she was two was like, well, how is she speaking so well? And so clearly I'm like, she's around 11 adults all the right. time chatting with her and like it's like a blessing in disguise as much as you probably wanted to pull your hair out you were like let's pass her around and you can have her from two to five and well you can take her for bath time yeah I mean it was so and then my third you know things are like more normal and it's sort of like a more normal life and then he's got these two siblings and so it's like I feel like every kid you know people always say like oh I raised all my kids the same and it's like well that's impossible because, I mean, maybe if they're triplets, right? Like if you have three kids, if they're triplets, like maybe then you were able to raise them the same. But in, if they're born at different times, it's like, A, there's like, you know, you're at different, different years. So there's different things going on around you. Or, and B, you know, you're at a different point of your life. Like, 
you're in a different phase of your career or you're like in a different place mentally for yourself or, you know, just things like that. Your friendships are different or, you know, things like that evolve. So I think it's always going to be a different experience, um, you know, with every kid and it will like continue to evolve. And I think that that's actually fine. No, it's a beautiful thing. And so it's a, a great opportunity to ask you, how has your photography evolved through, through the years of having kids and from, from baby one to now, you know, full house, you got a full deck. <laughs> I am like much more purposeful of like what I want to spend my time doing, like what projects I want to spend my time on. So oh, you know, and I'm honored, Sophie, that you're here on the Busy Mumsy podcast. I was like, this is fun. I mean, like anytime I get to sort of incorporate like my full life, like not only photography and not only parenting, but like everything to, you know, it's, it's always like fun for me to, to chat about. But um, I think, yeah, I definitely now am like much more intentional about which projects I take and what I sort of my direction and it's what you want to spend your time on, but also like what you want to be creating. And, and I think as a photographer, like, you know, you can be a photographer in a lot of different ways, but there's a lot of different type of photography, right? So there's like, there's event photographer, there's wedding photographers, there's still life photographers, there's architectural photographers, then there's fashion, there's portraits, there's landscape, like there's, you know, art, there's all different types of things. And like, of course, everything intersects. But, you know, I do think one of the things about photography is sort of figuring out like your style, and that can, of course, evolve. But I, I do think like, as I've had kids and sort of maybe had less time, like I've been more selective on what I want to shoot and also like what I want to put out there. Um, maybe it's like been a bit more edited. Like all I'm thinking about right now is like, have you taken from like from baby one to baby three and like put up like campaigns or whatnot that you've done and kind of like see like how they have evolved or if they've changed or like your tone or, oh, wow, I was like really into like a certain color when yeah. my son was born and then it changed when my dog, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you looked into that. I haven't, but like, I definitely think I have a through line on my style, but you know, like right now I'm, I've been exploring like as a personal work, um, the series of like double exposure images that I started actually doing by accident last summer, uh, on, and I basically create create these pictures on film and then like reshoot the film over it and they create these sort of layered images. And so now I'm like really working on that. Um, but you know, it was like the way that it started was a, uh, that's, that's like my personal work. Obviously I still have my, my other work, my commercial work, but like the way that that started was sort of like a, ha sort of a happy accident. And I think it's also like, I think what I've learned by, like in my career, and I don't know if it's because of being a parent or just like, you know, just through doing um, is recognizing what, like if something happens, like recognizing it and, and continuing it, like you, I could have looked at, so the first role I did of that, it was, as I said, an accident and I got the pictures back. And at first I thought the lab had messed up my pictures. And then when I looked at them, I realized what I had done and instead of saying like, oh, this was a mistake, like I have to throw this roll out, I sort of noticed like the beauty in the picture. And so almost like more like an editor, I picked out the images that 
that worked and not only did I do it for that, but then I sort of have continued the series and it's been something that's been this like amazing gift that now it's like taking me on this, you know? So I think it's almost like embracing like the sort of unknown, like not even the unknown, but like embracing the things that like the imperfections that like you didn't try to do that. But the fact is like, if it happened, like what can you do with it and where can you take it? Um, which sounds like a parenting thing to me. I don't know. No, it does. But then it also like when you said perfection and imperfection and that comes with like the aesthetic of shooting, right? And especially when you're looking through the lens for fashion, especially and like how for you, like now with kids and you're trying to, to teach, right? Children, you know, you're beautiful, all shapes, all sizes and and all of those things, right? And um, I'm constantly with my daughter, just going like beautiful, right? Just so beautiful, and isn't that so kind and so wonderful? Like, and the body confidence and the body positivity for you who prior to having kids very much in the land of like fashion, fashion, photography, has it changed? How are you managing that language in front of kids? Do you find that it's like you had to change so much or were you able to handle it as well for you being, you know, going through a body change and everything? My goodness. Like it's, it's a lot, right? I thought it was. (laughs) Definitely is. But I, I, I think I've always been someone who's like, my idea of, of the perfect image is very far from perfect. Like it's not a good image unless there's something about it that's interesting. And like, interesting, mm. not perfection to me. I don't find perfection interesting. Like I've never wanted to like over retouch my pictures or like I've never wanted like just a perfect looking, per- you know, somebody that's just like totally still and perfect with like no imperfect. It's just not fun for me. It's not, if you're gonna, if you want that in your campaign, like don't hire me for that. Like I think people have sort of known that for a long time. Um, and so, you know, I think, I I didn't really have to like change my point of view for that because I've always been about like body positivity and like diversity in front of the lens of all different kinds and, and shooting all different types of characters, any age, you know? And so it's, it's never really been like something that I've been hung hung up on. I've definitely like continued to like fight for casting people like of all different all different types of people in the things that I am working on um and it definitely is important in like then vocalizing that to the kids but yeah I don't know I never really had an issue with that and then same thing like I mean like with my you know when I was pregnant and whatever I just found people to be like very very supportive and like very pleasant um on set you know like I've been I was shooting I think it was Naomi Watts last summer and I was super pregnant and I was at her house out east doing the shoot and so you know I'd pull over like chairs and I'd like climb up on them and she was so funny and sweet and she'd be like please like please can I help you with that like don't do that yourself I will pull the chair you know and we had a whole team there but she was just like I just remember her being like please don't fall off this chair like this is not worth it and she would come over and like grab my hand and just be like you know it's just it was I think everyone has been like very sweet and supportive and I'll like I mean, I, and I'll remember the people that have been, you know, there, I've definitely had some, some weird things happen. I felt like 
you know, with my, with my pregnancies, especially my first one, cause we weren't in the middle of COVID, but like, you know, I had a, cli- a client who I had been working for a lot. And then when I was going on maternity leave, she asked me for a recommendation of somebody else to like, continue shooting. And I sort of said, oh yeah, like this person's great. You know, she can, I'm sure like shoot for you while I'm taking like a maternity leave. And grant, like I only took like under two months off for my first, like I, I was back pretty fast. And then I just remember like when I was coming back, she was like, she just weirdly just, just never ended up sort of like using me again. And, you know, it felt like really bad. Oh, I might get backlash for saying this, but I, I, I have to ask, cause I just have to ask, did she have kids? She did who were older. They were older. And okay. I, okay. I, oh, and so she's, I, I don't know. I, it felt like, I, I don't, it was weird. And I, I didn't say anything about it. You know, I just kind of let it go and, but I, I always remember it. And like, it just felt really bad. And I have to say it made me really nervous for like, it made me nervous for my next two pregnancies because I was worried about if I didn't take a certain project or if like I said, I was taking a maternity leave or whatever. Like I never would even put up a, um, an away message like on my email because I'd be like, Oh no, no, no. Like if I write and like somebody sees that I'm on maternity leave, like they're not going to contact me again. Cause then they're going to be like, and now she has a newborn and like, Oh no, she has like a, a six month old or whatever. I'm like, they don't, people don't need to know about it. You know what I mean? Like right. people follow me on Instagram and I'm like friends with whatever, like fine. I'm not going to like hide my life and like pretend I don't have kids, but you know, it did definitely teach me a lesson. It was like a very good wake up call, maybe reality check um, about how people feel about you know and and I get it and I and I have friends that like now you know they'll be having babies they'll be like well do you think I should tell you know I'm applying for new like applying for this or that like do you think I should say that I'm like thinking of getting pregnant and I'm always like no and I'm like and if you do like fine like be honest or whatever like you can be honest but I'm like you shouldn't be surprised then if you don't get it I Completely agree. And I think that that's not just a United States issue or just even saturated just into like New York City specific. It's a global thing for women, for yeah. sure. And it's they just, crazy. it's, yeah, it's insane. And, and even to say, oh, I don't want to put on my, I'm out of the office. Oh, I like, I- yeah, I, I, I did the same thing when, when I had my daughter, I, I had a, a bricks and mortar property in, in central London. And I was very available, <laughs> was very available. A good like, uh, like, like working from like the hospital bed before she gave birth. Cause she was like, I'm not trying to lose my job. And yeah. like, of course, like you have protection, whatever. First of all, I, I don't because I'm a free, I'm freelance. Right. Freelance, right. You know, I mean, I can understand why people don't want to give up their spot because even if they say, okay, well, somebody will like fill in for you for a little, like you might not ever come back. Like you might get replaced and it's sort of, and I've seen that happen. And I've also, by the way, had really good experiences. Like I've had fantastic experiences where, you know, when I've been pregnant, I had, you know, um, the brand Alice and Olivia hired me to shoot their campaign when I was like, you know, seven months pregnant. She's a mom though. I mean, she yeah, gets it. But a lot of people are moms, but I just, I, and it's funny. Cause I, I feel like, you know, for her, she probably hasn't even thought about that since, but for me, it was right. so, 
I just remember going in like for the like the way a lot of the ways that people choose campaigns is like the people will show them other like sort of portfolios or other photo like people's photos and they'll say oh I like that photo that photo that photo and I'll be like oh well that's all the same photographer like do you want to meet her okay so then I remember coming in for the meeting and being like I'm never going to get this this campaign because like I'm so big already you know like they're going to think like oh what if she goes into labor or whatever but seven months you're kind of safe um yeah I mean not all the time but obviously in general so you know she probably hasn't even it probably was like a non-issue for them but I, I will always like remember and like gratefully remember that experience because that made me feel like I could do both. Well, and then I, I, you know, I have to ask for the advice for that busy mumsy who's expecting and wants that career and, you know, pursue that creative passion while navigating parenthood. Like what have you learned through the process? What did help you in those moments? Was it just leaning on your partner? Was it leaning into you and just writing or like, what was it? Or just, just to keep going. Was it just to keep going? I mean, I think that's like showing up, like, it's like, you know, doing what you say you're going to do is showing up. I mean, it's unfortunately like a lot of the time I, I know not to be like, I, if there's something going on with the kids or whatever, and I can't make it to something, I mean, I would never not make it to a shoot, but like, you know, say I've like committed to going to like an event or something like that. And there's, one of the kids is sick or I want to, I don't, I don't say like that I can't come because the kid's sick. And like, I hate to be, I hate to say that, but like, I just don't think it's smart right now yet. Like maybe one day it would be fine. But like right now, I think you have to be a little careful with who you like, who and what you share still. And like, I think that's sad, but you know, you just say, Oh, you know, unfortunately I can't make it. I mean, that's the thing with social media. You got to be careful with what you share or it could potentially come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. So I think I've like definitely gotten a little more savvy about that and whether it's like jade, you know, maybe a little jaded, like, oh, I've learned, you know, I know, I know. like It's smart. smart. And I think it's important for anyone that is, you know, earlier on in their careers and, going into this wild world of parenting, it's, it's good to hear it and hear it over and over again, because you just can't be, you know, throw caution to the wind and be just you. And it, that is going to be accepted and because. Like, and maybe, and hopefully, hopefully the amount of sort of negativity that you would get from it, you'd maybe also get like the similar positivity, right? Like hopefully, right. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm a little bit like cautious. Um, and yeah. So that's, and then also like, I mean, my husband does a lot, like he works a lot full time, you know, also, but he, he does a lot in the mornings with the kids. He gets them up and has, does the breakfast and he brings my daughter to school. And, you know, he's, we sort of divide and conquer. I by no means like try to do everything myself. Um, as much as sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, I could, I could totally like do this and I would do this and I'm this and whatever. And I, I think instead of like trying to do everything myself, I try to like let it go and try to, let other people who want to help help. So that's been something that's definitely like makes it doable. Um, well, yeah, I, I, I've said this on here a million times on this show of like ask for help. It's so important. Like I, one of the reasons of moving to Uganda was a, so we could be with 
my husband and he could see his daughter grow up yeah. every day opposed to, Oh, I'll be back in two months or three months and that kind of thing. And also have full, I have help. Like I would not be able to focus on a career and like I just wouldn't be able to do it. You know, I do pick and choose. It's okay to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely, I, I don't know. And I think it's also just like, yeah, you kind of know you're in it for a certain amount of time. And then that every, every, every phase is temporary. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if you're like in it right now, you know, like my, I said, my son is like, you know, been home all like from camp all week. And it's been like, that's been hard. And my daughter was like sick one of the days. And then we've had to like keep them apart to not like give each other whatever they have. And, you know, you're just like navigating, like, and then my husband is traveling today. And then we're, it's just like a constant juggle, but you know that like every phase is temporary and like next week it'll be on to something else. Right. So you sort of are like, I'm going to get through that before I know it, that this is going to be over. Well, Sophie, I had a very important phase that happened today because my daughter said, when do I go back to school? I love school. And I was like, okay, she's three. She's in the twos, threes program. Love it. She starts very soon. This, this recording will be out when she is officially back to school. How exciting. And let me tell you, can I keep that phase until she graduates and goes to university? Good can luck. we keep that phase? Because I'm like, I love school drop off and pick up. I love it. I love our mornings together. I love all of that. But let me tell you, the girl is joyous when it comes to school. But that's amazing. And maybe that's a phase that we'll keep on keeping on, you know? Yes. We're just going to, we're going to put that out there into the world that Adia will be loving school until she is 18. Well, Sophie, I have to ask, as we always end this uh, podcast with a pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy, you wear many hats and you've got three children. What do you know now through this crazy wild world of parenting that you would like to just kind of send over to an expecting mumsy? I mean, I think it's like trying to keep what's important to you as part of your life, like as hard as that is and, and not like giving up everything of yourself to, to change for your kid. Because I do think your kids are, will be that much happier to like have the parts of you that make you, you, you know, I think my kids love to come along with what we're doing even if it's not a kid activity, it's like, they love to come. Like if I'm going with friends to go do something, they love to come along or if we're like traveling on like an adult trip or whatever. I mean, they love to just be part of your life, you know? And I think, and I think so many people like try to sort of, they think, okay, well now I have a kid and like everything has to be around the kid. And like, I just don't, I don't see things like that. Um, but also keep taking pictures of your kids because and, you know, you can, it's, it's, it's not about the camera. It doesn't have to be on a fancy camera. You can use your iPhone and take great shots. But, and I'm sure, you know, everyone does that right now. But I think the reminder that I, and, and sort of advice that I'd love to give around the photography and the kids is that it's, it shouldn't all be just the perfect posed moments, right? Like mm -hmm. you should get your kid at work like how they are, you know, like, what are they, what are they doing? What are they in the middle of? And like, don't stop them from doing it. Like capture them, what they're doing. Or even now, I mean, how amazing is it that we have little videos, you can take a little video of it. And like, what an amazing memory is that like, versus, you know, dressing them all up, getting their hair perfect, putting this like, that's not real. Yeah. It's, 
worthwhile and like you can do it when they're already dressed up on like a holiday or this and that but like get them as they are and like kids look perfect and they are amazing subjects no matter what they're doing like even if they their hair is like right out of bed you know like what's it i mean what's a better those are the best shots though those yeah. are the best shots. those are the best shots so that's that's my advice for expecting parents Oh, I love that. Well, Sophie Elgert, thank you so much for your time, your words of wisdom, and just your pure positivity. Thank you for coming on the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to meet you. And I love your podcast. I'm such a fan. So I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.